Hey, hey, welcome back to the Blockument. Crypto education through everyday conversations. My name's Nate Talbot. I am the executive director of Detroit Blockchain Center. And to my right is the illustrious... Ashley Rose. I am your everyday mother. I'm an online reseller. And I'm on a journey to figure out what in the heck is all of this crypto, Bitcoin, blockchain stuff about. Every time. And like, this is like show 39 or 40 or something. You even figured it out yet? <laughs> no, have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a special guest in the house today that we can get to in a second. The the world's most famous other Nate. <laughs> um, other Nate. Before we dive into it though, what time is it? What, do, what does the time chain tell us it is? The time chain tells us that it is block number 826,707. The size of that block was 1.59 megabytes, which which is comprised of 4,014 transactions. All right. And the subsidies and fees for that block were 6.836 Bitcoin, which equals 285,665 U.S. dollars. The winners of that beautiful sum of money were Antpool. Antpool. Look at them putting transactions in blocks again. Yeah. No more empty blocks. Yeah. All right. And we got a special guest in the house today, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody I've known for some years now. Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, years. I will let him do most of the introductions, but he, <laughs> he is... Uh, I would deem the most successful, uh, long-running, long-running Bitcoin meetup in Southeast Michigan, especially on a weekly basis. People who've never done a meetup before, um, especially like a Bitcoin meetup, have no idea how hard it is, A, just to do a meetup, no matter how you do it, (laughs) then to be a full psychopath and do it weekly through Bear markets. Yeah. And the only t- time I think we had to cancel is because the bar actually canceled on us. Yeah, so. yeah. Like the city shut down one week. It was the only time. So the weather was too bad or something. Right. So Nate, introduce us introduce yourself. Tell us uh why you sort of started doing Bitcoin meetups, why you started doing Bitcoin at all. Yeah, sure. and who you are. Yeah. Sure. I am Nate. Um I think my Twitter handle was on the thing, but yes. uh, I just Ford does not sponsor me. I just happened to. Uh, <laughs> it's before five p.m., so I need a lot of coffee. After <laughs> five p.m., I need a lot of beer. Um, so That's right. One or the other. We're gonna get him on the breakfast bourbon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was either this or the Harry Potter mug, so I went with this. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, so I've not been in Bitcoin that long, relatively. I got into it really during during the pandemic, COVID, when. I saw the government printing all this money, not that they weren't before, but it just seemed on a new level. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of been a libertarian, or I guess before that, for several years, I kind of became a big libertarian, a lot of a big fan of like Dave Smith and kind of the uh, the Mises Caucus libertarians, for those that know. Um, and Bitcoin came along, and I, I don't even know what 
couple people were talking about maybe I think even Elon Musk was tweeting about it back then so I hate to say <laughs> I don't want to give him the credit but I, I anyway once I started to hear about it I dug into it and went down the rabbit hole for a couple months I think I listened to one of the first ones I listened to was Gary Gensler's MIT series on blockchains which mm, I didn't even know who Gary Gensler was now and then it's funny now <laughs> that he's such a huge figure and stuff so yeah. anyway long story short I was full into it and then I was like trying to I was like oh I gotta tell friends and family let's talk and every one of them <laughs> just did not care they could could not be bothered to care so yeah. I was like well years ago I used to go to these meetups just for like co-ed mixer stuff things like that and uh let me just start one of those and see who shows up. And maybe at least if one person shows up, I can talk to them about it. And if yeah. no one shows up, I'm always at this bar uh, on Wednesday nights anyway. So what's yeah. what's the worst that can happen? So yeah, that's awesome. The worst that happened was what's this? About two and a half years later. Yeah. Yeah. So what was? Yeah, what was this? June, I think, of 2021 or 20. I always forget the. Oh. I think it was 21. Yeah, maybe 21. Because well, COVID just started in 20. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. been a while. Yeah. Um, And this guy was the first one to show up. He he was <laughs> he showed up day one. I don't even... I was like, what? Someone showed up? <laughs> right? awesome. So for people who don't know, because I don't really talk about what I do very much. Right? So Detroit Blockchain Center, we're educational, nonprofit. And uh, it's sort of what I do is just find every opportunity possible to talk about freedom money, peer-to-peer -peer systems, distributed systems, and why our current system totally sucks. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm always mounting on like the meetups, and I've been doing this since like 2016, 2017. Um, so I've, I have years of meetups, I've been to them around the country, which is why I feel qualified enough to call yours like the most successful one, at least in Southeast Michigan. Yeah. Um, do have, they're not weekly. You got some competition coming for success um, out of Lake Satoshi and that, that crew who does yeah. a lot of orange pilling, uh, which I'd love to see because there's no such thing as competition, right? Right. Um, <laughs> not in this. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I saw his meetup pop up. I'm like, I'm going. Yeah. And like Nate said, he's like, as long as you had one person talk to you. So I think for about six months, it was just us. Yeah, and I'm actually still surprised. There hasn't been a day where it's just been. Well, I know you'll always be there. I don't. Has there been a day that's just been the two of us? I don't think so. Not since then. Um, we started with just us. The first people we orange-pilled were the actual people who work there. <laughs> so we get to, we pay, like right now I pay my full bill in Satoshi's. I don't even pay cash anymore. I just go straight Satoshi's. We were doing just tips only. Now I'm, oh, I yeah. just pay. Nice. They'd rather yeah. just have me pay the bill in sats mm -hmm. and then they'll pay my bill. Um. <laughs> yeah, but we'd got them on, they were love the lightning network. The, mm -hmm. We got them in, and it was actually an interesting learning experience for us because yeah. we started with what, Blue Wallet or Moon Wallet probably. I think Moon Wallet is we were really challenged to find a stable lightning wallet that didn't mm -hmm. disappear in six months right. or that didn't have all these weird issues with sending and receiving. And we were really good on a wallet of Satoshi. That was yeah. great because um, we could make a whole QR, static QR code for them that they just oh, they, yeah. they bring it out during their during their shift and you just scan it and send. Scan so. and send, yep. But then Wallet Satoshi sort of rug pulled us because they were like, we don't like government regulations and the U.S. is very unpredictable. <laughs> um, 
which actually taught me the lesson. So I'm very, it just pushed me even further to the take control of your own Bitcoin, whether lightning, actual Bitcoin route. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to depend on somebody, you know, go for the names, the cash apps of the world, maybe the strikes. Yeah. Who's popular river. But uh, yeah, if you're... If I'm going to rug pull, I'm going to rug pull myself. <laughs> yeah. At least I only got myself to blame. That's right. Um, but just one more thing about all the things Nate does and why I asked him to come be a guest for today's topic, which we'll get into in a second, yeah. is um, a meetup can be one of three things, especially like a Bitcoin meetup. Um, the first thing and sort of the worst thing is it can it can dev devolve into a a gambling mm. shit coinery fool. Mm -hmm. And as I've proclaimed here, it's not that I'm a Bitcoin Muslimist. I'm very open to other projects. Nate is not one of them. He's Bitcoin, I won't speak for mm -hmm. Nate, but you know. Yeah. Bitcoin. I tried to buy some ETH once. I think I had it for about a day before I felt dirty and sold it. So Yeah. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> But the worst kind of meetup is the kind where it's just about the dollar action, right? We meet yeah. up every week for two and a half years, going on three years soon. Um, I can't think of one week where the conversation was number go up. We might talk about ETFs. People will come in now, um, talk about number come up or that. We, we really quickly converge that conversation into more of why Bitcoin? besides number go up thing. So that's the one kind. Um, another kind is where you can come and you just randomly, you got a bunch of people who don't know much about anything or maybe they know a little bit of stuff and you're just sort of bouncing ideas off each other, which is cool. Um, but it's like preaching to the choir, right? And you're, you're not really pushing things forward. Yeah. And then why I sort of love, not sort of, like I absolutely love what, what Nate's put together is it's driving actual adoption mm -hmm. from yeah. when we started getting the bar to accept it. We have a couple of the bartenders there who will, even if the bar didn't officially accept Bitcoin, they they went from, hey, I'll let you pick 50-50, yeah. you want all cash, you want just Bitcoin, Bitcoin only, right? Um, so... It's actually driven adoption. Then we have, you know, right around this block height where we're prepping up for the 2024 Super Bowl. So last year, they had the genius idea of running this thing called Satoshi Squares. We got to Benton. We'll hold that, hold that up real quick to the camera. <laughs> yeah, this is so cool. So That's if you ever, if, you, if you're a Super Bowl fan, you might be familiar with a game called Super Bowl Squares, where you sort of randomly a pick a higher. square. There you go. Yeah, where you randomly pick a square and then based off some randomness scores, go look up Super Bowl squares. I'm not going <laughs> to score it there. But we have Satoshi yeah. squares. So let's do Satoshi squares where we take sats. We don't take dollars. Yeah. You get you pay in okay. sats, you win sats, um, and it's helped us figure out some of that adoption as far as how do you onboard no coiners yeah. or even if they are Bitcoiners, but they're still very light in the game yeah and they're like all right how do i do it yeah mm -hmm. kind of like me honestly like uh, you guys like are you. gonna push me i'm gonna buy some of these um but i don't transact often in in, Bit in, in bitcoin and i'm going to uh do that today maybe, after the uh, show <laughs> maybe we'll uh 
After the show, we'll do a quick block notes, and uh, it'll do. Yeah, let's we'll, do we'll, that. We'll witness how to do it. Yeah, but it's, cool. it's shown us, like Nate was saying, all of those challenges mm-hmm. to onboard people, and that's really what I'm in it for—the educational piece. Yeah. Right? yeah, it's one of the interesting things I've seen with it is the people has to start thinking in terms of Bitcoin to fiat conversion mm-hmm. rates, even because I remember. One of the guys there, Charlie, I remember last year when we did this, um, he was convinced the price of Bitcoin was going up. So he's like, I got to buy the squares now because they're cheap. And so it's this constant kind of, you start to realize this relationship between Satoshis and Fiat just versus buying a $10 Super Bowl square. You're buying it in Satoshis, which you buy it now, it could be worth whatever in fiat could go Mm -hmm. down could go up but that whole where you have to kind of train your mind to think in multiple dimensions of of currency is 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 interesting right because each square is is priced in satoshis not in u.s dollars it's priced 25,000 satoshis it could be ten dollars because that's what it was when you picked that number yeah but it today like it could be more or even less yeah yeah, but had, it's still so, Satoshi's. Yeah, so yeah. I had all these BTC ETFers. It was a little bit concerning in the back of my mind. If we had gone to 100K Bitcoin yeah. and we had bought, <laughs> you had bought in at 25K, yeah. before that it would have been $10, yeah. but after that it would have been like a $40 square. Mm-hmm. So it's like. <laughs> but yeah. it's about changing that mindset, right? Yeah. yeah. For me, it's 25,000 sacks. Right. right. I don't care what the. I'm not buying Bitcoin to make more fiat. That's backwards. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and that bridges us partially to the topic today. And being the 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 Bitcoin only um, viewpoint, one of the raging debates over the past eighteen months or so um, has been: Is Bitcoin crypto? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so I, I thought I have my viewpoint. Mm-hmm. I think. Nate has a differing viewpoint, and I think you have a neutral viewpoint at the moment. Yeah. So I thought today would be a good day to have an honest conversation about it and not necessarily trying to change anybody's mind, but get some points. Yeah. Why should I have to figure out the counter-argument when I got somebody who has got the counter-argument, right? Yeah. Um, So that's today's topic, is Bitcoin crypto? And being the guest today, I'm going to let you... Sort of status started off. What do you think? Oh boy. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hope I. So my first thoughts is philosophically, mm-hmm. Bitcoin is not crypto. Mm-hmm. Um, on a technical matter, you we have to get into the details, but I concede I might be wrong because it does use cryptographic technology, all that kind of stuff. But what is Bitcoin crypto? My first thought as an engineer is what is crypto do we have like just the generic should we ask siri what does siri think crypto is what's the huh. definition of crypto because we got to be very huh. we got to be technical about I'm, it i'm yeah. going to google that while you uh, maybe my definition is different than yours mm-hmm. and so let's align on what we even think that means yeah define what define our terms that we are all speaking the same language do, do we want to ask uh, a Google type, or do we want to ask uh, Chat GPT? Maybe you should, probably whatever your favorite AI um, flavor. Let me uh, hold on. Don't share my screen yet. I might have to log into something. Passwords, OPSEC, blah blah blah. While he's doing that, what what would you define crypto as? Just um, I guess I kind of just lump everything as this anything using cryptographic technology. So the all the hash 
things and things like that. But it's weird because I think there's a lot of stuff that use that's been using that for a lot of times, but it's not necessarily monetary focused or mm-hmm. shitcoin focused, whatever. So that's why I start to get confused because you know there's lots like GitHub uses hashes and stuff like that, right? So mm-hmm. is that crypto yeah. too? So yeah, and actually, you guys watching, if you want to in the comments, tell us what you think crypto is. That would yeah. be wonderful as well. Yeah, because I'm. Yeah. Because it seems like it's like up to it's like very loose, like it's up to mm-hmm. interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it can be. Uh, I guess not very loose, but like loose enough to where you could be holding a definition in your head while I'm holding a different definition, and then we're using the same term but we're meaning different things. Right. Right. But I think, I guess when I initially said philosophically. I think it's very useful because everyone, a lot of no coiners, like every time they come up and they just Bitcoin, crypto, they think it's all the same thing. So mm-hmm. they think Dogecoin. Mm-hmm. Is it Dogecoin? Doggy coin? Do- Do- Doge is the original. I always said Doge. I definitely I was, don't say Doggy. I can tell you that much. I hear people always say Doggy coin. I'm like, is that what it is? It's got two G's in it, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's where I really, as a, as a philosophical, yeah. maybe more emotional argument to say no i'm willing to just say it and just say i don't care if i'm wrong yeah bitcoin is not crypto because people if if you allow that yeah you allow a whole bunch of other stuff in there that now they're linking these two together and they are if if they happen to fall under the same umbrella of crypto they're about as far apart under that umbrella as crypto as you can possibly get and i I, think maybe that's where i'd like to understand maybe we can derive a difference that's what i was gonna say i wish there was like a separate term that maybe doesn't exist yet that kind of defines like the revolution part of like crypto like what's it, what it its intent is mm. maybe we can think about that and ponder on it well well let me ask you <laughs> ash and i'll i'll go last um what from your mm-hmm. uh everyday mother yeah. reseller mm-hmm. you do a little bit of everything the average gal um what what do you think? Is Bitcoin crypto as far as you understand everything? I mean, again, I think that I think that crypto can be interpreted in different ways. And I think that technically, yes, it is. Um, but I, I feel like if we were I feel like maybe a word that I could use would be like culturally. No, it's, mm. it's not. Uh-huh. OK, if does that make sense? Because yeah, there's words out there that have different meanings. Right. If you use them in a cultural sense versus a technical sense, I'm at a loss to think what they yeah. are. But I know if I think long enough, like literally, literally, <laughs> if you look in the deck, yeah, you change the definition of literally, literally to actually mean like figuratively, yeah, figuratively. yeah. yeah right. exactly, it's exact opposite. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a great one. I like yeah. That. <laughs> um, all right. So should I give my input, or do you want to hear what ChatGPT? GPT has to let's say. Let's hear first. yours and then let's go to ChatGPT. All right. So I am in the Bitcoin is crypto camp. Um, and the reasoning behind that is because it was the first crypto. And while I agree with the cultural sentiments mm-hmm. both of you seem to have, mm-hmm. um, I I guess maybe I'm more hard headed. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not giving up oh, what you we are. are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving up what this is just because somebody else tries to co op the term. I'm yeah. going to fight you for the term. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think a way to rephrase it and the way I think about it mm-hmm. is, all right, what it, 
our horses transportation and just because cars come along or trains come along does that mean horses are no longer transportation right right and i'm not going to let I, if I was a horse purist, mm -hmm. I wouldn't let cars or trains mm -hmm. or planes redefine what transportation means. Right. There are different forms of transportation. They have different philosophies. They do different things. I might think horses are the best form of transportation. Mm -hmm. I hate to align Bitcoin with a horse <laughs> because it's more like a bullet train or yeah. a hypersonic airplane. But I'm not going to change the definition of the right. word just because scammers came in and yeah. tried to co-opt it. And, th and that's being the being a, a sort of midterm in Bitcoin terms, right? 2013, 14 yeah. mm -hmm. Bitcoiner. Um, being, being this, the only reason the argument has come up that I can tell is because, you know, when, when you first got into this, Nate, I think there were like, in like 2020, 2019, 2020, there might have been like, 9,000, 10,000 different cryptos at that point. Mm -hmm. When I got involved, there were probably like 800. Mm -hmm. And now it's, I mean, I don't even know if anybody has an active count. It's well over 20,000 yeah. different cryptos. And so I absolutely appreciate the sentiment, right? Like, don't lump us in with them. When you talk mm -hmm. about, uh, if regulations are needed, if, if X, Y, and Z is mm -hmm. needed or whatever. I, I appreciate the sentiment, but I think Bitcoin becomes the shining example of what it means to be a crypto-based currency, which is a cryptocurrency or crypto mm -hmm. for short. Um, the fact that nobody, everybody, Warren, Elizabeth Warren, mm -hmm. Gangsta Gensler, <laughs> everybody, um, Biden, Trump, all of them mm -hmm. anti-Bitcoin from their late all of their latest sentiments at this block height. Yeah. All of them anti-Bitcoin. All of them yeah. into regulating the shit out of the Although crypto space. Vivek is looking okay. Well, yeah. but he dropped out the race. Yeah. So he's no longer a presidential. But he it, might end up with Trump's ear. He, that may be it's true. And I, then I would change my argument. If that yeah. happens, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as of today... The actual real True. contenders that are established, mm -hmm. all of them anti-Bitcoin and crypto. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Trump's really borderish because he loves his NFTs. Yeah. But <laughs> the point, the point being, though, the, the point being, when they talk about actually banning something, mm -hmm. none of them are talking about Bitcoin. They're trying to make it hard to get it. Mm -hmm. They will straight out their Ethereum's borderline. They're not sure if they can ban it yet. Everything, though on the other side of Ethereum, so there's Bitcoin, then there's Ethereum, then there's everything else. Mm -hmm. Everything on the other side of Ethereum, they're actively working to ban and get rid of entirely. So like they're not coins. touching all, all altcoins. Yeah, Ethereum altcoins, because I think there are no more altcoins right. to Bitcoin, yeah. besides like Monero. Um, the Bitcoin though, they're not even considering touching like the best they can do is make it hard to custody it in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Is that true for Warren though? I think, I like think Elizabeth Warren, Warren would love to just even Hillary Clinton. She's I think all like, of them would love to. Yeah, I think they all realize they can't with Bitcoin. The only person I think in in government who's ever actually tried and like still would try is uh. Sherman, I can't remember his first name. He's California. Yeah, yeah. Brad, he's Brad like, Sherman. Brad Sherman. Yeah. Now he's been like he's my Twitter banner, right? <laughs> his whole thing. Bitcoin's point 
is to take away power from the U.S. Yeah. He said that like five years ago. Yes, you are right. He's the only person who's got it, the point of what Bitcoin is. But uh, not mine again, like, like many things I say aren't originating from me. But somebody once said uh, when China banned Bitcoin for like the eighth time, mm-hmm. right? And they pointed out you can only ban something once. After that, you've just yeah. proven you couldn't ban it at all. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, you can't get rid of Bitcoin. And that is the to me, the epitome of what it means to be a crypto. Right. And I love regulations, mm-hmm. not because I love regulations, mm-hmm. because the point of Bitcoin is it's oh, it sits above regulations. It takes money and puts it above government, not below government. And if you can regulate it, you weren't ever really you shouldn't be in the conversation in the first place. And so you don't qualify as a crypto. Hmm. You don't f- qualify as freedom money. Uh, you are just another thing, part of the fiat system, part of the institutional system that this Bitcoin was created to circumvent the cypherpunk movement. So that's my definition. That's why I say Bitcoin is crypto, mm-hmm. and it's arguably the only crypto. Everything yeah. else just isn't crypto. Mm, now that's a different take. So yeah. you're actually taking it a step further. Bitcoin is the only crypto, and anything else is crypto. Which mm-hmm. so I like that better. I feel actually like. see I, that one I disagree with the most because I think the other stuff is crypto for mm-hmm. sure. It's just, mm-hmm. but I do agree with the idea that it's lesser forms of crypto. Yeah. But that two thoughts before you move to the the chat GPT remind me of a a recent FUD argument I heard over the week. I've had a couple guys from Silicon Valley in um, at work and been doing a lot of, and so I told them I had the Bitcoin meetup on Wednesday and so they started asking me about Bitcoin and had an interesting, when you brought up China, an interesting yeah. FUD on China, on Bitcoin, uh, kind of China related that uh, I've, I hadn't quite heard this variation before. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on it. Um, and the other one is what, you know, the WEF's been going on all week and mm-hmm. did you see that clip from Jamie Dimon? Uh, from, from CNBC? I, yeah, maybe it was yeah. CNBC, but I don't know if it's in context of WF or what, but his his take on Bitcoin mm-hmm. and how much of this, you just talked about all the politicians that are against it, but we know who pulls their strings. Right. If you've got BlackRock and begrudgingly um, uh, <laughs> uh, JP Morgan. Morgan and all these other guys pushing these e, e, uh, ETFs. ETFs, then what... Uh, I always, I always go EFT, ETF, EFT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, how does that play into this, you know, larger dynamic of, I know this is kind of getting off topic, but like the larger mm-hmm. dynamic of all these politicians lining up and saying, no, 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 no. Well, if the bankers start to change sides, mm-hmm. then that's an interesting dynamic that I think will probably play out over more this year, right? Yeah, I, I don't think that's going off topic at all. I think yeah, that's I exactly on topic. You got a take on it? I think that if they are trying to, like, sounds like regulate it, then that means that they're giving their, like, okay stamp. Like, that this is, this crypto, this is crypto and this is good. Like, okay. Because they want to use it. I I think Larry Fink, who's the CEO of BlackRock, is a good example. Um, Because I heard rumors he might be pushing an uh, ETH. 
ETF. Oh, no. I have zero doubt. Right. Which means now they're going to push crypto. A, there will be an ETH. As a matter of fact, never financial advice, because everything I say will get you absolutely wrecked and broke. So never <laughs> take financial advice from me. But that was my prediction. Like, two, three months ago when it looked like, okay, this Bitcoin ETF is, like, inevitable at this point. Yeah. Um, I was like, all right, well, if you're in it for the gamble... Start buying ETH. <laughs> you did because say that. Because it's going to pump. That's the next logical choice. If Bitcoin goes through, ETH is the only next logical step. Mm -hmm. And then if you really are a degenerate, then you go for something like Solana, maybe XRP, because their fan base is so mm -hmm. high, they think they're next. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be better than ETH. So then it becomes a popularity And contest, so it becomes, or? well, it's a gamble because it's about speculation. Yeah. At that point. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not telling you they have a chance of doing it, any of them, ETH included, but the speculative aspect is mm -hmm. going to go through the roof. And we saw that as soon as that first fake, the, the, not the first fake Bitcoin got approved, but the second, I guess, fake mm -hmm. Bitcoin got approved right. <laughs> on like the day of the deadline, mm -hmm. ETH. Bitcoin dumped like people thought. Mm -hmm. ETH pumped because they were like, oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Um, but when it comes to is it a crypto, is it not a crypto, or why your question is sort of relevant, if you take Larry Fink as an example, now I still assume the worst in people. That's sort mm -hmm. of just how I pro don't trust verify. Well, especially people <laughs> at that level. Especially people at that level. Um, I think Larry Fink's, he used to be anti-Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I think he saw the number go up, and that wasn't going away. It was not the tulip thing. He got over that first pit of FUD. Then he was like, well, let's if it's going to be a thing, let's make it a thing. And they've been subtly moving into Bitcoin pre-ETF mm -hmm. for, for about a year or so, year and a half, um, that I've known of. Uh, but I think what differentiates him from like a Jamie Dimon is he actually started looking at it and he's like wait oh there might actually be something to this thing beyond just speculation and now when you hear him talk you'll hear people try to bring up the well it's blockchain not bitcoin argument or other things and yeah he's still on the ETH and the tokenization but if you're especially if you're a bitcoiner mm -hmm. you know the arc because you've been through it Right. And he's at that phase where like tokenization is a thing and Ethereum can be a thing. It doesn't make you not mm -hmm. a Bitcoiner. It means there's Bitcoin, there's something else almost sounding like what I was just saying. Right. <laughs> so maybe I'm still early <laughs> in my cycle um, and still evolving. But the I think he's on that tip. But when you hear people sort of debate him on um, the try to FUD him on Bitcoin, mm -hmm. he actually has some logic. And he makes sense. Things that only if you've actually got yeah. a certain level of understanding. And when it comes to pulling the strings, and like Nate will know, you'll know, Ash, and if y'all don't know, you're going to know now. <laughs> I've always been anti-institutions are coming. I don't like stable coins. I don't like the idea. I didn't like when uh, the Grayscale Futures GBTC thing popped. I don't like the ETFs. I don't like the idea because I'm not in it for governments and corporations to get involved. Yeah. I'm in it for the worst of worst positioned humans to be able to have access to actual sound money. But I realize 
you, if if I want a, it's like freedom of speech, right? Mm-hmm. If I want freedom of speech, I gotta like all speech, not just freedom sure. of speech is the shit I like. Yeah. And if I want freedom of money, I gotta like everybody having access to money, including corporations and government. And I think that's what's happening to their detriment. Yeah. See, I still going back to Larry Fink mm-hmm. I also don't trust anyone in that level of power and I don't trust him and I don't know what he's got up his sleeve because I feel like I understand why none of these politicians like it anyone that's got that's won basically the fiat game have, I mean all these people that won the fiat game meaning mm-hmm. they have millions and billions and whatever of course they don't want Bitcoin because that's like they got to start over and it's an equal playing field so why would you want that you're already winning at this rigged monopoly game why would you want to start a new game where you can't rig the rules anymore so I understand like they would spend billions to get rid of it or do whatever they had and I'm actually surprised they're not more aggressive about it um, in terms of trying like devious things I, but I think I think you're only wrong on one point. They don't realize that about Bitcoin. Mm. I think Brad Sherman is possibly the only person on the other side of the playing field Mm -hmm. who really gets it. I don't think anybody else gets it. You think they don't realize this this can take down their entire monopoly? I don't. I I came to pre-Bitcoin, I came to an assumption, I came to a couple of assumptions, right? Like, A, the middle class can't exist naturally, right? Mm -hmm. There is no middle class. There's lower class, upper class. Middle class was like this freak of nature. It lasted about 75 years out of the entire human history. Mm -hmm. But part of that... But, mm -hmm. and we don't have to go off this tangent, but constitutional republic, this what we have, what we call American, I hate the term democracy, but this Mm -hmm. has only existed for, what, 200 years? So... No, a little bit more than that. Like the first forms was what Greek, right? And then the Romans. We, didn't we have a middle class back in the Rome Roman? Wasn't like there kind of like a pleb class or a? I don't know. But there's anyway. always a middle, yeah. right? If you think of it like a triangle and an upside down triangle. Of course, there's a meeting ground right in the middle. Sure. We've always had that. What's different is that triangle sort of inverted. Mm, okay. Yeah. Right. It was probably bloated For the more last than it should have been. Seventy-five years. It's going yeah. back to this. Um, but that belief came from the idea um, of power can't be taken; it can only be given away. This is my theory, mm. and that's because if you really had power, as anybody would define having true power. Well, if you had power, nobody could take it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Being able to take it means you never had the power. And so usually through arrogance, right, and yep. hubris, yep. Yep. you give away power. Egypt gave away power to, like, Sumerians. Sumerians gave away power to the but Greeks. Isn't it almost always unknowingly? You don't always realize you're doing it, but yes, yeah. you are giving it away. Because if you knew about it, you could stop it. Yeah, yeah. you're like, I can't. I'm so big. We've won so many wars. I yeah. can't be defeated. So it has to be unknowingly. Unless, it has to unless be unknowingly. you're... Uh, an actual idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Who I think that's power. what's yeah. happening with the money now, right? I think the Larry Finks and the government officials, with the exception of Brad Sherman, he gets it. Mm-hmm. From everything I've heard, he said he gets it. They don't understand where their power devolves from. They don't understand why they maintain the power, truly. Mm-hmm. And so when they see something like Bitcoin, they think it's a new pet rock. And throughout all of human history, as far as I know of, up until Bitcoin, a new thing would pop up. Gold wasn't always gold, right? Humans mm-hmm. been around for hundreds of thousands of years. Gold has been a thing for like 5,000. Mm-hmm. When gold first popped up, what you could do with gold is realize, here's a new thing. 
I'm going to first hate on it, and I'm quite sure I don't have historic evidence of this that can maybe be a, my next research project. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they hated on gold mm -hmm. until they can accumulate control of it because you have to dig it out of physical land, and the only way to protect physical land is having a stronger punch mm -hmm. or a bigger arrow or a bigger bullet, right? And once they can hoard it and they have control of it, now for the plebs, mm -hmm. it's, oh, yeah, gold is great. You see the same thing with like clean energy, with all these energy debates, regardless of your position on energy, right? Um, a thing of oil companies hated on renewable energy for years. I don't think it was ever because they thought renewable energy was dumb. It's because they didn't have a grasp on it. Mm -hmm. Now that the BPs and the mobiles have the solar farms and the wind farms, now they're pushing oh, for yeah, all that, all that, that EG, ESG. ESG stuff. Yeah, Because now they control it. Now we can benefit from it. Yeah. Bitcoin, people are used to that. Larry Finks are used to that. They're not used to it being the disguise and Bitcoin is the biggest Trojan horse. You think if I make it ETF, if I get government approval, I can seal it off. But the thing with Bitcoin is it's transparent and it's permissionless. So unless they control 51% of the nodes mm -hmm. of the mining. And that's the attack vector I'm surprised they don't go for. But you can't because China has proven. Again, remember, China mm -hmm. is mining is centralized. It's all in China. As soon as China decides no more Bitcoin, no more Bitcoin. And China decided no more Bitcoin. And what happened? But that was more for the mining infrastructure, right? But the mining infrastructure is the base infrastructure of this. And miners just moved. The, here's the thing. I guess, to me, the philosophy is when you come, we get really close to, we're very edge conspiratorial talk, right? Mm -hmm. And it goes almost to like that, is there an Illuminati or not? Yeah. I've always been sort of against some conspiracies because to say that no conspiracies exist, you're a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. But um, things like the Illuminati. Mm -hmm. Here's the one. To agree that... The most powerful people in the world are plotting together to undermine the rest of society. A, if they got that kind of power, they don't have to plot. They can just do it. Oh, but isn't that what the WEF is? That's what the WEF might want to no. be. But here's the thing. Well, that's, people that, yeah, in that's the, the WEF can't agree on how they want to take over the no, world. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what, what I understand. That's I think. what's funny. Yeah. Even the people in power. Let's say there's 10 key entities. I'm making that number up. But let's yeah. say there's 10. There's always going to be at least two to three who disagree with the other seven. Sure. And it stops that from happening. Mm -hmm. I, th and I think they're still effective on some levels, right? They still oh, get. Absolutely. Like, I think a lot of the whole COVID lockdown stuff was a lot of it was influenced by discussions they had and whatnot. Um, I think if you look at like Klaus Schwab, I mean, the guy just bleeds evil dictator, <laughs> evil mm -hmm. world, like comic book movie like uh, I'm going to take over the world and you yeah. look at his outfits you're just like this yeah. guy is a caricature of himself but does he have any power in of itself no but he has a strange amount of power and that they have that little thing in Davos every year and they talk about how I don't you heard some of the ones this year the ladies like they were talking about the one lady was just seen clips of it on Twitter but she's saying they were very upset that they no longer control routes of information anymore and they can't they don't own how to get information to people. Um, Good. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it was, I don't know. I, I just saw clips of the stuff from this week, but I thought it was a very marked difference in the WF this year than previous years. Mm -hmm. 
Malay came in and ripped him a new one. Well, the guy for the head of the uh, what's the other one? There was the Heartland or something. There was another guy that came in and did the same sure. thing from the U.S. But uh, they they got a, a different message this year, and I think they're but a little bit on their. That's heels. my point. Yeah, you would think the WEF had all this. It's the World Economic Forum, right? Mm-hmm. And they're admitting they have no control. Power can't be that's true. taken. You either never had it or you give it away. And regardless of what the situation may have been, they ain't got it. They want it back, since CBDCs and all I'm old enough to remember four years ago, every government laughed at the idea of a CBDC. Mm-hmm. I don't know one government who's not taking it serious. Yeah. Whether yeah. or not they're going to do it soon, none of them don't take it serious. Yeah, no, and I think that's very interesting because those guys often rely on the the also the pres- the illusion of power, right? Mm-hmm. Klaus gets all invites all the world leaders there because he wants everyone to see we've got all the world leaders here, and then they they also feel special because they're invited to this exclusive club. But when they start to realize that when people start to realize the emperor has no clothes, to your point, not only do they lose their they lose their power in like an instant, and yeah. now they're just irrelevant. And at least as long as they have this kind of veneer of yeah, we're we're all plotting and it's all for the good of the people and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But once that falls, it's interesting to see what's going to happen because I was very shocked to see how that went this year and the chinks in the armor that got exposed. So. Yeah. What you got for us, Ash? Yeah, I wrote down a bunch of questions. <laughs> I figured I'd just let you guys talk, and then I'll go back, circle back. Um, so a couple of things that I wrote down. Um, so let's see here. So if so, the, so and you have to correct me if I'm wrong, because this is just from my understanding. So the ETFs kind of open the door. Do they open the door for the politicians and the government to kind of like pervert? BTC in a sense like okay so now they're turning it in they're turning bitcoin into receipts which US dollars are receipts so could they essentially just basically make a new fiat using these bitcoin backed dollar like could they back the US dollar with this and then mm-hmm. kind of be like oh we're we're bridging both of them and we're still going to have the US dollar be on top what if i told you do you know who Hal Finney is I've heard his name. Look at look at Nate's shirt. Okay. Let's get. Can we get a close up of Nate's shirt? I need to stand up a little bit. It might make sense just to get some in case it catches on. Okay. That's a Hal Finney quote. Hal Finney was the first person besides Satoshi that we know of that ran Bitcoin. He had the first tweet. I don't know what's that. September or January eighth or ninth. Uh, running Bitcoin. Right. He is iconic in the. Entire cryptosphere circle, and if you don't know him, you're not your whole project is garbage, right? <laughs> Hal Finney is the second in line behind Satoshi. People think he might be Satoshi, oh, okay, yes, right? So, Hal Finney, whole premise was all right, Bitcoin directly for peer to peer cash, probably not a sustainable thing. The trilemma problem, mm-hmm. what's gonna happen is we're gonna reinvent baking. And we're going to bring back the gold standard. It's going to be the Bitcoin standard. We'll have banks, and they're going to issue their fiat notes backed by Bitcoin. Yeah. Bitcoin banks, for real. Yeah. Right? So that is not an ETF description you're talking about. That is not a Larry uh, Larry Fink description. This is Hal Finney, mm. who thinks this is what Bitcoin could be. 
my personal take on that is that's fine. The problem, I, I think a misconception many people have is that money printer go burr is the problem. I'm not saying it's not a problem. That is not the problem. Mm -hmm. Because by saying that, mm -hmm. you're saying fiat is the problem. Fiat technically mm -hmm. has only been around since 1971. Theoretically, fiat to a point where it's like a whole thing, mm -hmm. very like 1890s, early 1900s. So before that, it was a gold standard. Mm -hmm. Everything was backed by gold or some other commodity, right? From grains to, to, to spices to whatever. You either have to admit money, government interference with money wasn't a problem until the 1900s, or that fiat isn't the problem. As far as my research goes, mm -hmm. personally, where the real problem came up was fractional reserve banking. Mm -hmm. That's where things started to fall apart, where they could, I'm gonna hold your gold and lend it out, and I'm going to create money sort of that way, right? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't fractional reserve in and of itself that was a problem. It's that nobody could audit the fractional reserve. Mm. So the biggest problem with gold ETFs is that you can have the gold market cap. I'm going to be off. Don't. I'm going to be off by a trillion dollars or so. I know that seems like a lot, but think <laughs> about what our debt is now and stuff. Trillion, <laughs> a trillion isn't a lot. Mm -hmm. um, the gold market cap, let's say, is thirteen trillion dollars, give or take a trillion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The actual amount of gold we know that we've mined out of the earth mm -hmm. is closer to like $10 trillion, mm -hmm. which means there's $3 trillion of gold floating around that doesn't exist. That we've just created. How can you figure out where the difference is? You can't because you don't have access to the gold. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin is the first thing we have that's different. Yes, the ETFs, I think, will make paper Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. That's going to suppress the price. So everybody's like, oh, Bitcoin ETF prices to the moon, a yeah. million dollars. Maybe, maybe not. Mm -hmm. It's not just because there's an ETF because that's actually going to suppress the price more than boost the price. Um, but the thing we can do is audit the supply. There will never be more than 21 million Bitcoin, mm -hmm. right? We can look at that. If all of a sudden the market cap of Bitcoin including ETFs, is let's say $25 trillion. Mm -hmm. But we look at, there's only, there can never be more than 21 million <laughs> oh, Bitcoin, yeah. and that's only $10 trillion. WTF, mm -hmm. right? And so a Bitcoin bank, even if it's fractionally reserved, we can audit it. And then if the people demand the uh, thing called proof of reserves, mm -hmm. which used to be what... Um, what day was that? The January 9th, the birthday? Yep. I think it was the January 9th. It used to be proof of reserves day for a few yeah. years, and we should bring that back entirely, where we made everybody take, if you got Bitcoin on Strike, River, Coinbase, mm -hmm. Binance, whatever you have that's custodial, if you withdraw it, even if it's just for one day, yeah. on January 9th, withdraw it to your own, because... If it's not one-to-one, -one, they're going to start refusing withdrawals, which means they don't got it, which means you shouldn't be there in the first place. You can put it back on January 10th, but every January 9th, 
pull it out. So it's every like an January audit 9th, day. imagine if every American yeah. who went didn't have bank. cash in their pa- pocket went to the bank and said, Give me your money. And we saw that happen last oh. year. Yeah. And three of the top 15 banks were insolvent. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think this uh, solves? Not. Solves a big word. It's doing a lot of work, but mm-hmm. solves the problem of fractional reserve. The fact that we can audit it because at some level they won't be able to do. They can still fractional reserve, but they can't go to an insane level because you'll see it'll become obvious. It's it's freedom money, right? Yeah. If you're cool with fractional reserving away your your savings or your 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 money, that's fine. That's your independent choice. You can opt into that. If a bank is like we do 10 to 1, you can audit it mm-hmm. and know that for every dollar you put in, they're going to create 10 new dollars, right. and you can audit it. And if you're good with that, fine. So on a Bitcoin fractional reserve, if a bank says we're 10 to 1, you can look at their stash of Bitcoin, whatever their cap of it is. Mm-hmm. And if it's bigger than a 10 to 1 ratio, you should be able to be like, all right, you guys are doing something funny. You're doing something yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm withdrawing. Bank runs happen because of fear. I don't know. So I'm going to pull mine out. If a, I think it changes the idea of banking. I think mm-hmm. that's how Finney's idea was. Mm-hmm. You change the idea of banking. I can see the fractional reserve going off before it becomes a panic. Mm-hmm. That lessens the chance of an actual bank run. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. And bubbles and, thing, and crashes and things like that, right? Yeah, it, it flattens it out because you only people fear the unknown. If I know yeah. it, I got nothing to fear. The unpredictability. Speaking of how, I'll get another T-shirt idea for you. Can nice. You do it online. Yeah, right. live. You want hey. to give away the secret. Open source. Running Bitcoin. Running Bitcoin. Yeah. Well, what At, do you mean by that? So, his first was it tweet? It's Twitter, mm-hmm. right? First tweet, he tweet. Twi- he tweeted on the. So this is kind of weird. Is that the day the Bitcoin ETFs got approved, January tenth, effectively, which was the mm-hmm. day after the birthday of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, Hal Finney posted a tweet or tweeted running Bitcoin and it was the first time oh. someone other than Satoshi was running Bitcoin and oh. it was the day after it's the same day the ETFs approved it's all kind of weird I, I kind of think Gary might have had something uh, up his sleeve back there maybe he's a secret white hat I don't know <laughs> yeah Gangsta uh, Gensler might really be a true Bitcoin he's, he's, he's just also he's, trying to have a political flying. career yeah, yeah he's, <laughs> he's, he owes a lot of favors to Elizabeth Warren so yeah. he's got to be careful but I think a nice Bitcoin running Running Bitcoin would be a good addition to the T-shirt. I wrote it down for you. Speaking you. of which, I gotta. I keep forgetting. I gotta buy some T-shirts from the. Yeah, from the yeah, shop. yeah. We, we. I, I absolutely. I never I advertise anything. That, yeah. <laughs> Go to com shop. Back to the shop. Yeah. We got T-shirts and stuff available. Is the FCK I just got one my. Up? I just got my. We just posted the uh, FCK KYC. Nice. I nice. thought of a t-shirt idea, too, remember? Yep. Should we I say that one, too? Right that? Yeah, because it's going to be available <laughs> very soon. We, what, what were we talking about to inspire it? We were um, talking about... I don't know. If they increase the supply, then that would be a fork. Like, oh, yeah, hard forks. Yeah, like we were talking about how you can never have more than 21 uh, million Bitcoin. And then mm-hmm. we were like, oh, if they, like, they could do it. Mm-hmm. But if they did do it, then that would be a fork. And then I was like... Yeah, um, because then you would, then there would be a decision which one is the true Bitcoin. Would it be the one that sticks with twenty one million, tw- number mm-hmm. more than twenty one million, or would it be whatever the new number they decide is? So you'd have to decide. Well, I feel like the original OG Bitcoiners would be like fork off. Yeah, go fork <laughs> off. <laughs> yep. So like we're gonna that. make that a T-shirt like design. That, yeah. We're just trying to figure out how yeah. the design will look. But yep, yeah, we're gonna do a. You, you want to change it? Fork off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I yeah. like that a lot. It's a good yep. One. 
<laughs> um, um, but I do have I do have something that I wrote down that mm-hmm. I was listening and like noticing, and then I kind of want to just like say and see what happens. What, <laughs> um, so I feel like it kind of all comes. So like, is Bitcoin crypto? I feel like it all comes down to okay, like what is crypto and like what words we're using to just like what adjectives we're using to describe what we're talking about so it comes back down to language right and the definition so i'm i'll give you my thought first and then i'll tell you what i was what i heard so my my thought is we need some sort of new like subset or adjective that we can all kind of like agree on to use to describe it because if it if it is a crypto technically then it then you know it is what it is you can't change that so okay let's let's say it is a crypto but it also is something else that there isn't necessarily a word for however i keep hearing you say freedom money mm-hmm. so i'm wondering if like collectively we should like all like come together and call it like freedom money or like um freedom crypto or like some adjective crypto or like Mm. some subset to kind of like be more here's what i'd like to see i love that question and that thought going back to what you said how you didn't want to get you don't want to give up the term crypto for bitcoin you're like no f you bitcoin was the first crypto right Mm -hmm. i would take the inverse of that let them have the crypto term and say bitcoin is Capital B Bitcoin is not crypto. Capital C crypto can be all the other crap, and let them sacrifice that term so we don't get get dragged into the muck. Because when all these other ETFs come out and someone you know someone's going to scheme and scam, there's going to yeah. be another FTX and mm-hmm. they're going to group Bitcoin in with that again and all this. Stuff. Let's just let them have that term, and and. We keep the little Bitcoin, the little little crypto mm-hmm. as, as technical, whatever. But technical big terms. C crypto and big B Bitcoin separate, very separate Boom. things. Yeah, right. I, yeah. I, I could concede to that. that. I could concede to that. And as you were asking your question, like, what would be the adjective? Um, you know, I I doubt <laughs> things catch on that catch on, and I doubt anything we try to force to catch on would. Right. But uh. A clear differentiation I would make is that some things are cipher, as in cypherpunk, mm-hmm. and some things are not. And it's cipher, not crypto, is the real thing. Crypto mm-hmm. is, as you were just eloquently stated, is the techno- is the technology. Yeah. Cryptography. Crypto is really cryptography. It yeah. doesn't have shit to do with any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, cryptographers hate that we use. We stole their term. I actually was curious. When did the f- term crypto or cryptography first get used? It was probably back in like the 40s or something, I'm guessing. Yeah, when cryptography. When like they were trying to what, steal uh, all those World War II Germans messages, right? World yeah. War II, yeah. That, was that probably the beginning? Was that the time the word was first used? Um, Not first used, but I think that's the first time it hit the uh, cultural... Um, right. mentality. Is it, I mean, is it is it Latin based? What crypto? Yeah, I think crypto is Latin based. So it comes from. I mean, we cipher? all the way down to ciphering, Cypher. and this is, yeah. goes back to like E-cipher. Sumeria yeah, okay. and things like that. So we've been we've been encoding messages mm-hmm. pretty much since we've had communication. Yeah, step, since step one, communication. Step two, how do, we, how do we have secrets <laughs> exactly? Um, well, I'm gonna ask, what does cipher mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, a cipher is just like a. I, I don't know the textbook definition, but, but it's like, just like when a puzzle. you say it, what do you? Okay. Well, cipher. When I say like it's a cipher, not crypto. Cipher punks, which is where Bitcoin and peer-to-peer money. The idea came from encryption. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of using math 
to free yourself from state control and maximize individual sovereignty Mm -hmm. was a cypherpunk movement made in the 90s. Crypto, theoretically, you know, I know they've changed it now on the web browsers, but if you remember just maybe six years ago, when you go to like your bank account on a web browser, it would have the little green lock. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. That means you're using HTTPS or SSL, whichever phrase you're more familiar with, which just means you have a cryptographically connected connection. Right. If you, you got to think if you're in Starbucks and you're connected to their Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and you enter your username and password, it has to get to Starbucks. Right. To do that, it has. To, how does it go? If you're using Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. it's got to go through the air till it hits the router. So if you're a if you're a hacker, you can just literally pull it out of the air, your username and password. Mm. So nobody wants to do that. So the little green lock means when you send it over the air, mm-hmm. before it leaves your computer, we're going to use cryptography mm-hmm. to to cipher, right? Create a cipher. So when I pull it out of the air, all I see is this random string of numbers. I don't know what your password and username is. Mm, and that's cipher. And only Starbucks can reverse the cryptography. Okay. That's the crypto of cryptocurrencies. And you said it was cipher, not what? Cipher punks use cryptography mm-hmm. to maximize freedom. Mm-hmm. And the government, dear listener, <laughs> didn't want you to have a secure connection to your bank account. They mm-hmm. wanted to be able to sniff out what you were doing with your bank account. Just like today, your government, I don't care what country you're in, does not want you to be able to send a text message through WhatsApp or Signal or Apple. That's the difference between iMessage and the green bubble, if you're an iPhone mm-hmm. user. Mm-hmm. Green bubble is, is not encrypted. Anybody can see that message. Mm-hmm. Blue bubble I didn't realize that. is encrypted because it's in Apple's own crypti- right. cryptographic sphere. Mm-hmm. So it's to the point where Apple can't even I decipher did, the messages. I just mm-hmm. got a new iPhone, not a new one, a refurb one. It's still mm-hmm. like a new enough. It's from like 2019 or something. But I was setting it up, haven't gone through the setup in years. But I didn't realize they had end-to-end encryption and you could get a recovery key and all that. And so yeah, it's like wow, I'm surprised. I didn't realize Apple had that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing with Apple. It's like nobody will know. It's like a lawyer, right? Yeah. The reason you trust your lawyer is your lawyer will know all your secrets, but mm-hmm. only your lawyer. Mm-hmm. Apple is going to know all your secrets, yeah. but only Apple. Yeah. <laughs> but back to uh, cypherpunks. Mm-hmm. I think underrated, just as equally as good as the white paper, Satoshi's white papers, the cypherpunk manifesto. And yes. that, the first line in there, I love, I, th- I think it was Eric, I can't remember his last name. I'm, dr- I'm losing it. Eric I'm something. Sure. Um, yeah. But it's, he makes a very big distinction that privacy is not secrecy and secrecy is not privacy and Correct. everyone deserves a right to privacy. Just, it doesn't mean you're doing something bad. It's like, it's like the idea that anyone can anytime read what you're thinking in your mind. You have to have that ability to have your privacy, and that's what yeah. encryption, that's what the cypherpunk movement was about, is the right to privacy, not the right to secrecy. I had a, uh, we had a little spontaneous meetup over in Windsor over the weekend. Mm, how'd that go? And uh, it went really good. Uh, I met some awesome uh, Windsor and Canadian Bitcoiners and whatnot. And one of them asked that same question, right? Like about privacy, mm-hmm. and that was sort of what I was saying. It's like, for you, for anybody, right, 
the question of privacy versus secrecy and all that is you have thoughts that rush to your head all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Besides yourself, who has a right to exploit and ex- expose and exploit that thought in your head besides you? Who has a right to say, this is what Nate was thinking, this is what Ashley was thinking, besides you? Yeah, only who I deem to have the right. And that's the difference between, that's what privacy is. Only you have that right, Mm -hmm. if you're any kind of semi-rational human, right? Right. Only you have that right. Um, And therefore, only you should be able to determine what secrets you want to reveal. I mean, and it's not a thing of you got something to hide. It's like, no, maybe I have nothing to hide. Right. But you don't get to choose what I choose to hide. You don't get to choose what ideas out of my brain I share. Yeah. Which ones I keep for myself. I can get behind that. Which gives me the the most, the most hated, hated thing when I see her, someone say this is, well, if you're not doing anything wrong, what do you have have to hide? hide? It's like, oh my gosh. If you, even if you're at least in America. Maybe you just believe in the Constitution and you don't understand all this other privacy stuff. That was the exact same argument they used against the Fourth Amendment. Not the Eleventh Amendment. I could even see an argument against somebody like, well, the first ten amendments are the only ones the the founding fathers really Mm -hmm. wanted. Everything else is an afterthought. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, but the Constitution was built for that. But even if we accept that argument, it was the Fourth Amendment. Right? It was like freedom from the state. When it comes to religion and press and, you know, there's five freedoms in the First Amendment. We need weapons to protect ourselves against ourselves in case we go awry. Yep. Right. Um, I'm a fuck up because I don't know the third. <laughs> third I'm Amendment. Drawing um, I'm drawing a blank. And that's the one they're probably. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm waiting one. for to get to it. But the Fourth <laughs> Amendment is, well, search and seizure. Like, oh, perfect. Do you have a oh, right yeah, to your okay. own? Right. Um, so I know now I'm getting screwed over on the Third Amendment because I don't even know what it is when they violate <laughs> it. So I'm going to fix it's, that. That's not the one yeah. about housing I'll soldiers or something. I think, is it? I think so. We always skip that one because it's kind of like, oh, what I mean. soldiers, but yet. Yeah, yet you see what's we're see. in Detroit. What happens when we go to war with Canada? Because yeah. they won't let us north of the border. They put up a wall. Yeah, and won't let us in. Yeah, <laughs> man, the evil top hat. Yeah. Um. So is Bitcoin crypto? We didn't really get to the definitions. I'm going to just give you a quick highlight of what the chat jippet told us, which I asked them first. Uh, can you share the screen for a hot second? So everybody can see. While you're doing that, the Third Amendment is uh, quartering soldiers. Okay. So this <laughs> it was soldier, a quartering soldiers. The soldier thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I should have known that the other day. They just threw some soldiers in my house. See, I'm getting violated. <laughs> see, yeah. So I asked first. I asked ChatGPT, uh, define crypto, with no other okay. with no other context, and it gave me an economic. This is the way I just have my GPT set up to give me all these different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, it's um, a currency that uses cryptograph- cryptography for security and operates independently of a central authority. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's basically the same for the – that's the economist, the computer science, and legal viewpoint. Right? Legal viewpoint is like it's sort of a gray area. Mm-hmm. Then um, I asked it, well, define crypto in relation to blockchain. And it says cryptocurrencies are applications of blockchain technology, a distributed ledger that records all transactions across the network of computers, right? Then I said, all right, well, is Bitcoin crypto? Mm. Um, from an econ- economist perspective, yes, Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. 
from a computer science perspective, from a technical standpoint, Bitcoin is a pioneer pioneering application of blockchain technology. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that becomes pioneer a yes. Species. And from legal terms, Bitcoin's classification varies by jurisdiction, so it depends on who you ask. Mm. Um, legal. So it becomes legal. <laughs> I think Emotion. we've done a much better job yeah. defining it yeah. um, than even chat Jipit, which is there is the technical, which you've opened, Nate, the mm -hmm. argument with. Uh, technically, yes, it uses cryptography. And if you're going to be very technical, it's absolutely a crypto. Mm -hmm. Then there's the social realm, which, yes, I, I see your point. I, again, I'm hard-headed. I don't want to give oh, away, because what if what's next? Yeah. It just becomes to me everything yeah. becomes very slippery slopeish. What's mm -hmm. next that we give away that we're not? It's not freedom money anymore because all these scams say freedom money. What what what's the next term we give up? Although I do very heavily empathize with your point, like screw it, just give them crypto, capital they, C crypto. They can call themselves freedom money, and but at the end but of the it's day, not freedom money. Yeah. No. Well, I feel the same. Just bring it back one step. They can call themselves crypto. Yeah, but that's more of a specific term. Like if it's not freedom money, it's not freedom money. They can call themselves freedom money, but I feel like the average logical person would be able to be like, that's not freedom money. Yeah. Like crypto, you know. crypto is a little bit more of a loose the, thing. Like it, it uses crypto. You know, I'm telling so, so you, yes, but I'm if it's freedom money, you does guys... your money make it make me more free? If the answer is no, then you're not freedom money. I'm hard headed. <laughs> you guys are giving very compelling arguments that I'm finding very hard besides my stubbornness mm -hmm. to refute. Mm -hmm. So you're you're probably right in this. And cypherpunk probably. money over crypto money is probably a much better thing. We are cypher Bitcoin is cypherpunk. And it still holds the, the, the elements of cypherpunk. But that, again, I don't think it's the only cypherpunk. So should we call show, it cypher currency instead of crypto? Like, does that sound fun uh, for again, us? Again, whatever so, we make How about this? Be, but. Freedom money thing, right? Yeah. The government calls us this freest society of America. We're the free society. The U.S. is the freest. But if you look at, like, true freedom indexes, we rank, like, 11th or 12th compared to some other companies. So I, I love what the Brits say. It's like, oh, you guys are free because you got guns and shit? You can't even fucking take an egg without it being processed. <laughs> Don't tell me you're yeah. free. Yeah, we can't have raw milk. milk has to be homogenized. Yeah. Right. Go grab some water. We're the freest <laughs> democracy in America. So they've yeah. Already, yeah. they're going to take these terms and use them however they want. So that's why I'm okay. They can take the term freedom money. It'll just make the term freedom money... Um, a, a joke, but as long as we keep Bitcoin, what it is the principle. It's about the, the principles, the not the not the meme words, and and educating people about the differences, right? Because yeah. just you can be told Bitcoin's free to money, mm -hmm. but you may not until someone explains kind of what's going on, then, yeah. then you'll just believe it until you experience not having the freedom yeah. to spend your money, which is a problem most Westerners don't have. Yeah. You know. But, you know, yet. Well, I don't know. If, if Bitcoin's the first to coin freedom money, maybe they can be like, we are the one and only freedom money. The one true freedom if, money. If you, if you I, if this is me coming to your side on this. I said this wasn't about changing sides, but mm -hmm. I think Nate has ultimately won me over. Oh, you're just... Uh. Um, <laughs> the It's not about the terms we use. Mm -hmm. It's about... The results of it. Like I yes. said, I love regulation. Mm -hmm. If you can regulate it, it wasn't in the first place. Um, 
if I if they find out a way to regulate Bitcoin, if BlackRock finds a way to manipulate Bitcoin, the actual network, mm-hmm. then it wasn't what we thought it was in the first place. Mm-hmm. We didn't have what we thought we had. Yes. And so I don't care about the term. I care I like about the usage. Care about the That's results. True. Yeah. I don't care about the PowerPoint. I care about what happens, what yeah. got delivered, what what comes out of it. Yeah, that makes sense. But in order to drive the adoption, you will have to care about the terms because that's how you explain things to people. Language matters. Sort of. Um, ease of use. That's what our Satoshi Squares pops up. So, you know, I'm going to do a plug because we're going to do Satoshi Squares next year as long as BlackRock doesn't fork off Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing is last year we sold them at 50000 Satoshi's per square. Oh, wow. We roughly target around ten dollars and dirty fiat. So last yeah. year that was around fifty thousand. This year it's around twenty five thousand. And so I was saying, Ooh. hopefully next year there'll be, be like four thousand sats per yeah. square. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Especially if I win. There it is. And so if you're interested in learning how Satoshi squares, we're we're debating doing a live podcast during the Super Bowl, which a part of that would be able to show you if you're involved in Satoshi squares. Mm-hmm. You can see real time who the winner and losers are, mm-hmm. and if you're interested in the future, you can see how it works. Right. Um, so if they're interested in learning more about Satoshi Squares, or they have their own opinions on is Bitcoin crypto, yeah. how do they do that? Um, you can find us on Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter slash X. Um, I'm going to say that until the day I die. <laughs> or until they just revert their name back to Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are at The Blockument in all places. We are on mm-hmm. YouTube as well. Um, anywhere you Blockument can Blockument with a Spotify. K. Block. B-L-O-C-K. K. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, what can I say something else? But YouTube. Oh, Blockument.com. That's what I was going to say. Blockument.com. Um, where can I learn more about Bitcoin and beer, Detroit's yeah. hottest long-running right. Bitcoin meetup. Well, we usually post on meetup.com or mm-hmm. the meetup, but I hear that sometimes people find it easier through Google search. But I would just say every Wednesday, um, actually, if you uh, go on meetup, you see kind of a, a poster of our of our thing, and we've got all the, all the characters there. So mm-hmm. you were saying earlier about... Um, keeping the meetup together, but I think there's a lot of characters that come down. We've got Lightning Eric, we've got uh, Online Vic, we've got uh, we got a lot of guys that come down and just have, you know, if you liked the banter, the discussion we had here, going all the way up to the WF, back to whatever, that's what we talk about. We don't get too crazy into number go up or the technicals. Right. There's some other meetups that get way into the technicals, and I... Uh, I have a technical job all day, so it's kind of the last thing I want to do when I get mm-hmm. to the meetup. I want to talk more socially and more kind of macro about things going on and how it impacts Bitcoin. So that's what yep. we try and do. There it is. So uh, if you're in the Detroit area on a Wednesday, doesn't matter what Wednesday, yeah. Detroit Beer Company, that's where we've been housed for some years. I don't see us going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, so... Yep. Check us out, Detroit Beer Company, downtown Detroit, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. We're very old school. All you need to know is a Wednesday, it's 8, and it's uh, 1529 Broadway. Broadway. That's yep. the address. That's the address. Come on down, check us out. Um, other than that, hit us up. And until then, come down for the riches, but... Stay for the revolution. Peace. Peace. <laughs>